podcast. Yes, conversations back again. Our podcast just sit with each other, hold some space, examine, explore, cultivate courage, compassion, and wonder. And essentially, for me, it's just bringing on somebody that I admire, that I look up to, someone I have an interest in, and um, just examining that why and their personal why and, and letting a conversation flow. So, yeah, today is a uh, an in-house episode. Yes, as um, today's guest is Mr. Alex Yoon, a.k.a. Uni, who is a co-founder with us in EIKES um, and our relationship is very interesting because we live together. We work together, not only in EIKES, but also in our day jobs at school and literally are in the same department. Uh, there's three of us, and so two of us, are. we work in that space uh, for human development. Um, we play basketball together, <laughs> and then our social life is uh, pretty intertwined as well. So it's been a very embedded relationship. Um, over the past three and a half years living together in the same house, working at the school, doing EIKES, committing our life work um, with that purpose. But in the same regard, we have uh, a very yin and yang energy, uh, a good balance to, you know, the Mr. He is Mr. Zen, calm, ancient, grounding um, spirit. Um, even when you just speak or when you're you're having um, space held by uni and for me i'm i'm drawn to the connection i'm i'm drawn to kind of the seeds of discovery and possibility and the wonder behind that really drives me and um, helping other uh, people unlock that so i think that combined with what kyle does and how kyle's um space and role as the one who keeps the glue together, the, the dude that's got the wisdom that ties together what I'm saying, what Uni's saying, brings that practicality and a real bird's eye view. And then when you bring into the, the community at large and everybody is really a lot smarter than we are and has much more specialized skills and knowledge um, and us recognizing the space um, and the time now to begin to um, take some steps back and, and become more of empowerers and more of platform providers or platform, um, I mean, say it's not even providing, it's more um, just giving the opportunity and taking the step back because it's evolving and EX as a nonprofit is evolving and the mission is evolving, the work is evolving, our world is evolving, people are evolving, the times are evolving society is evolving and so um it's always a wonderful journey especially when you're doing it with brothers to be able to examine that and at the same time to have people that are as mindful um and compassionate in that journey so it is very much an honor of my life to do my life's work with loved ones and a community at large but um yeah i wanted to bring on uni because a lot of times you'll hear in the podcast we talk about it. we can just get locked in into this work and you get so used to being around each other that sometimes we don't know, um, remember always to just like stop and check in with each other. So um, 
I just wanted to hear from him and, and get his thoughts in this big journey of everything that's going on um, within EIKES, um, the projects, Homie Made Meals, Silver Stations, um, this, and some other things that we have coming up. So we just kind of discuss uh, also this cleanse that we're on and our wellness and um, leadership by empowerment um, and people giving a shit about the world and what that world could look like if people do that. So, yeah, check this one out. It's a, a, a for me, it was just a very therapeutic conversation to have and um, very needed. And I think if you want to feel calm, just listen to Uni's voice carry you all the way through. Um, but yeah, take a listen. Enjoy. Much love, y'all. Peace. All right, so conversations. Conversations. I wanted to bring you on because I don't think people get to hear you just talk ever, or without you representing something, or you on behalf of something, or you leading or leading for the greater good, or deferring, or. sitting back and which is great which is like your leadership style which is like your value to the world and your gift but i don't think i I do think people there's a lot to gain from just hearing where you're at personally and and just kind of sharing that and just kind of diving into that to give context to people and to to share with them just like where you're at as a human being and i think also just for us to have a conversation i think it's cool to we do all this work and for people to be able to just hear like oh this is because i think living in the house everything tends to revolve around the eig space and then it's it's kind of like that and then i think with lance moving in that's been like a big like the energy like oh there's like space to be light and there's space to move in that youth and that energy that I think in the three years that we've been here three and a half that it's like we're we're like tapped in and we're locked in and it it flows and it goes and but the energy to I think Lance has just shown with living us to like living with us to reconnect with that to tap into that and so yeah I just wanted to have this convo yeah I mean, yeah. Lance and the combination of you wanting to do the cleanse, the Theravite cleanse, I think. Mm-hmm. Both of those at the same time has just been like a really, mm, just like brought in new energy into the house, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been really big. It's been a huge shift. I think is, I think for, especially just like COVID times, everybody's trying to look for different ways to, whether you're mentally staying fresh, improving, or like snapping out of things, or it's tough. Yeah, it's been tough. What's been it's the been tough for me for sure? What's been the hardest parts for you? Well, I think you're just like I've been left to just be less stimulated and just like on my own. I think if I think back to like when shelter in place first happened in March, and then how hard of a time it was March to June just to adjust to being at home all the time, because mm-hmm. I think majority of my time i would be out of the house or we'd have people over or there'd be something to do you know and i think um 
just learning to be on my own with myself more mm-hmm. that's been an adjustment for sure and then yeah like not having I mean, i'm a big believer that like everything starts with your vessel right like the the mm-hmm. the the quality of your thoughts or the energy in which you have uh to function during your day like a lot of that i feel like just stems from literally like the physical vessel that you're in your mm-hmm. body and so you know before pandemic we had a really nice basketball routine mm-hmm. um i would go to the climbing gym you know like i was up and about and moving and mm-hmm. so even just learning how to try to take care of my vessel while i'm just at home and i'm not a big runner yeah and so you know having the yoga practice has been saving me but I haven't been thriving, you know. I feel like when we were winning our basketball championship, like, Mm -hmm. I was thriving, you know. I was playing three times a week, you know, doing yoga twice a week. Yeah. Lifting weights once a week or climbing or something, you know. like. So just the physical aspect alone, I think, has been a big challenge to just learn how to overcome. And then, of course, when you're at home, at least for me, um, you know, people say Tauruses are, like, pleasure seekers or, like, very, like, grounded and so when I'm home, a lot of times I just want to like relax and just watch TV or just counter like all the strategic thinking and the visioning and just like the service and the breaking of conditioning and trying to get out of like what I know and like my own privilege and, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that energy, I think, uh, my natural state is to balance that with like hard chilling. Mm-hmm. super hard chilling you know yeah but being at home all the time it's like that's hard chilling can turn into like months of just yeah. like yeah vibrating really low you know combine yeah. the physical aspect of not being able to do that all your normal routine all the time so i'm really thankful that you know we have the knowledge of this cleanse and so for me it's the second time doing this during quarantine um so it's just been a lot of just like trying to hang on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Lance has definitely been a nice change of pace in the house for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that idea of the the concept of people being able, like, when people go, it is a it is a hard time. It is a it is a wild time. You should just feel this, and you should be in that space. Do you f- like? Does that keep like? Do you draw on that? to think about that and be like, Oh, it is actually okay to do this. Or do you find yourself like pushing that there's something pushing or like, or how you handle the space where it's just like not being content or like, what does that drive? Yeah. I think I was lucky to be exposed to the ideas of like shoulds and trying to remove shoulds and trying to remove shame. Um, seeing that a lot of my life was driven by like that sort of energy um early on in the pandemic i remember seeing some really great just like stuff being shared on social media about like you know we live in capitalism and so we're conditioned to um always be doing you know and if you're not doing something productive or if you're not just doing something uh it's very easy to feel like you're a worthless piece of shit you know yeah so yeah I had wrestling with that and trying to detach from the ideas of like, I should be doing something or 
um, if I'm not doing something, then I, my value is is lower. Um, I was lucky enough to, I think, examine that early on in the pandemic, and then I was able to sort of settle down and like, uh, okay, like, there's nothing I should be doing. Like, let's just kind of be. And then from there, figuring out what do I want to be doing. And then I think, um, you know, God met me halfway, and like, homie made meals happen. And I think just being way more intentional now of like, what are the things that I want to be introducing into my life, and what do I want to be thinking about, and what do I want to be focusing my attention on. Um, yeah, just like getting out of the shoulds and the shame, and just more like being and like what I want to do. And mm -hmm. I definitely could be spending more quiet time for sure like i think moving from a place of being i think requires a lot of stillness and a lot of like self-reflection and i think still you know especially i think having lance in the house i'm definitely it feels nice because it's like a young energy but i'm also like swept up a little bit in like the hanging out and like wanting to just feel stimulated and enjoy the company you know mm -hmm. um Speaking of, speaking of Lance, <laughs> there you go. Welcome back from work, day three at the Wander Club. Hey, they, they, they like you over there. They like, they like you over there. Lance just got back from work. At, shout out to Kenny Azama. Our own yeah. Nipsey Hustle, yeah. baby. Our neighborhood Nipsey Hustle. Love you, Kenny. Yeah. Good day of work. There you go. Make that time and a half. Means we're probably gonna have to chill less then, huh? Next week you're going in from like two to ten. Yeah. Yeah, later night. Yeah, yeah. Um. Friday morning. Yeah. Let's go. That's a good place to sleep. Yeah. Sure. Right, yeah, we'll see you in a bit. Yeah, dude. The boy's got the wonder, you know. He's yeah. Got the, he's got the juice. And it's yeah. Like, I just want to hang out with him. But do you think that that's being stimulated or or can that be actually be chilling and 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 sitting in that and like his energy Lance's energy is rejuvenating that it's not necessarily like a, a like a non accomplishing energy right yeah I think for sure there's a there's it's a balance right like a hundred percent I'm like sitting and being with him and I'm like this is what I'm supposed to be doing you know just spending that time really the intimate time you know but there's definitely i think i mean I, maybe within all of us there's like the there's a barometer there's like a compass and like you know sometimes you know should i watch the second movie <laughs> or, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. or should i like call it a day go journal you know go you know turn off the electronics and spend an hour of being quiet before I go to sleep or something, you know, like little habits that I'm just trying to reflect on, like, are these going yeah. to optimize my life or will I feel better overall or yeah, do I just submit to like whatever I naturally want to do, but then I, I know naturally I'm like a chiller, like hardcore chiller, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so it's always that constant kind of like dance, dance with that, yeah. but trying to not be shamed, like ashamed of whatever is happening. So what do you think it should? I know you're not in the shits, but what do you want it to be? What what does what does uh, living optimally with a good balance for you look like? Yeah, I think um, for sure the basics are like eating well, 
um, I think sleeping well and um, exercising well. I think just those three basics, right? But those three basics alone, it's like really hard for me because, you know, when we're not cleansing or like we're not, yeah. I'm not trying to be super mindful of my eating, then I'm, my natural d- default is to order nachos and like a burrito yeah. and like yeah. burgers and fries and eat a whole medium pizza to myself just yeah. like I can, you know? Yeah. It's like, there's that part of me too, right? Mm-hmm. Or sleeping well, it's like, no, I want to stay up late and like kick it, you know? Yeah. We've had many of those nights, you know, and yeah. I love doing that, but you know, then I'm running on five, six hours of sleep, you know, and I think I'm more optimal at like seven, eight mm-hmm. or I just feel tired, you know, or I have to take a nap during the day or something or, and then exercising. Well, yeah, again, that was, yeah. Like yeah. So actually just to, if you're listening, the cleanse we're on the Clairvite cleanse, what do you want to explain what the, the sure. cleanse actually yeah. looks like? Shout out to Lawrence Cow in 2010. Tommy Wah. Yeah, it's an elimination diet. So back in 2010, he brought it into our apartment. And um, it's very, uh, it emphasizes having like whole grains that are gluten free, um, vegetables, fruit. Finding protein through like legumes, and obviously you can you can have chicken and fish for um, fourteen of the twenty one days, but for the middle seven days, it's no animal products at all. You're you're eliminating dairy, sugar, um, salt, caffeine. Obviously, you can do like sea salt and agave or honey as like salt and sugar substitutes, but. Um, you know, taking out those main things, one, prevents you from eating out and prevents you from eating processed foods and prevents you from just not looking at labels and ingredients and just eating whatever you want to eat. And so, um, yeah, the elimination diet is to try to show you, I mean, I th- obviously I think there's a lot of theories on like food and what is best for humans and as like modern humans, you know, but um, it's just... I think a chance for you to establish a more mindful relationship with food for yourself and just figuring out, do I feel better when I take these things out? Mm-hmm. Is it a combination of things? You know, like maybe I reintroduce gluten, you know, cause I really love my regular wheat pasta, you know, whatever it is. Like, um, I think this 21 day cleanse is designed to try to help you, uh, just shake up kind of like the traditional, status quo food options mm-hmm. that we're kind of conditioned to just eat mm-hmm. yeah it's it's weird how drastic it feels at begin in the beginning or like when you're prepping for it and what was really interesting was a 24-hour fast that starts it because that actually just set up everything perfectly because <laughs> that that idea of us and our choice and what we in our the options that we always have versus you can't eat anything for 24 hours. So then when that first 24 hours was over, it was like, Oh, we can have these with this tip and we can eat this Lara bar. We can eat this brown rice bread. Damn, this celery is bomb. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Let me dip that again. And it was like that, that actually just set up everything, that feeling of um, putting away that stimulus of is that first day. Oh, it's, I just woke up. Okay, we're not eating. That's fine. I've done that before. 
And then we did Sunday Strong, and it was like, oh, man, we gave all these meals away. Like, some of this food looks good. Yeah. And then it was like, at night, I was, there was a couple times where I was like, towards the night, like, my my head just felt funny. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? And I started feeling weak a little bit. And then uh, people were over here for the reading or the, the human circle. And then drinking the tea, I was like, okay, after this finishes, just go to sleep. But then when you were like, oh, I think we can eat. I was like, ah, and then yeah, yeah munch on that. And it was, and, and, and instead of that framing, instead of these are the only things you can eat to like, you can eat. Yes. 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 I think that was a very powerful shift. Yeah. I think when it comes to cleanses and diets, it's always about like restriction, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, in essence it is. Cause if you're not, then you're just open to eating anything and think it's really hard to get to like these sorts of eating habits that we're on now when you have the abundance of options of everything else that's available but yeah to be able to fast first and then to like realize what you can eat after that Mm -hmm. that 24-hour fast is the hardest part for me for sure too yeah the first time we did it we did three days lawrence i that was crazy we're drinking we're boiling by the third day we're boiling vegetables (laughs) and drinking the vegetables (laughs) boiled water But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all training. The training aspect, yeah. of the mental, the fortitude, is 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 the the powerful thing. Where mm-hmm. even now, the cleanse, like oh, like when you actually think about it, what what am I what am I saying no to, and what what was this like making it so hard? And like oh man, we're how how privileged are we to be like can't eat this processed food. I've got to eat this fresh food and these things that are grown from the earth and yeah and then it kind of just shifts I, I still can't believe we're only like 18 days 17 days into it where i feel like a brand new person now where, yeah, what do you notice about yourself i mean the no caffeine has been thing because like i work out and i take amino acids before with there's a little bit of caffeine in it so to like jumpstart the own body from like clean energy that the concept of whatever goes into my body is directly affecting so the energy i'm so tapped into what energy is mine and where is it, where am i drawing this energy from because i i can tell you exactly what i put into my body and then since it's only a certain amount of foods i know that certain foods draw energy and then the mental clarity the mental acuity is phenomenal and then just finding workarounds like the, finding the cacao wafers like the cacao superfood wafers that is literally they're like little wafer discs. They're maybe the size of a quarter. And then um, it's ceremonial grade. And I guess it's like Mayans called it the superfood of the gods. And so eating a couple of those before running. And, and it just lifts me mentally and kind of this clarity. And then I've been running 10 days straight today. And it's just, I've never done that before. But it's because it's looking at it less of like, less of, a cosmetic sense of running or like i've got to stay in shape i've got to look like this but my body feels good this is this is a solid way to feel this is a healthy practice this is sustainable and even the mindset running is just run just enjoy think if you want to stop take a break just spend time with yourself so the presence while running as opposed to thinking about the destination mm. i'm just like just run if you want to run more run more if not not and then obviously lance in the house Lance is on that, yeah, the young energy, which is like, 
we're getting it we get it we're getting ready. and he's yeah. just pumping it out and so that aspect with it and obviously falling off a cliff when pandemic when shelter in place started and then the boxing gym closed i think i had to regain mentally from that from like training for a fight to becoming completely sedentary and then getting overweight and be like what happened or who was that person six months ago to now like oh no it's not about going back to that person six months ago it's about building into this new space and accepting what is and what's ha- what's happened and how do we build into this new space now yeah yeah yeah, I love earlier you were talking about instead of uh, it being about like what it looks like, just like what it f- what it feels like. And I think all this stuff really is trying to help us to get back to like strengthening that connection with ourselves to like know what things feel like. You know, being a very food driven person, right? The way a meal looks or the volume of which how much it is, you know, that stuff plays a big part or like the smell or but this is helping me feel like, or re- remember, like, it looks great. I'm sure it's going to taste great. But I'm probably not going to feel, like, great afterwards, right? Or when it comes to exercising in your own body. Like, I think body image stuff, like, I have, I continue to, like, have a lot of that kind of stuff, too. You know, from growing up playing sports and just compare, and in a lot of comparison, you know, so circles of comparison and, um, you know, trying to move more to, like, it's not about, like, a number on a scale or it's not about, like, you know, how many abs are popping through my stomach, you know. It's more just, like, do I feel good? Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get to that place of harmony. It's just, like, yeah, not letting the mind. It, I, I guess it's kind of, like, mind versus heart or, like, mind versus uh, sensation, sense, sensing, spiritual sensing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, that. So which one is which? Well, the heart does what and what does the mind do? I think the mind tells you like it needs to be a certain way. I think the mind tells you uh, look at that person or like why aren't you this way? The comparison. Yeah, I think the mind is really powerful in just making us unhappy. But of course, I think that comes from like years and years and years of like conditioning and just experiences that we've had. The heart, for example, though, I think is more like distancing yourself from the mind and just more like being able to sense yourself and your own connections and mm-hmm. just the feelings of like love and mm-hmm. I think a lot of the happiness contentment peace abundance comes from like the heart space but yeah we live in a very mind heavy world you know? mm-hmm. so it's I think especially learned a little bit more of that in my yoga teacher training last year, last summer, and just you know, even taking a deep breath and like how that gives you a little bit a moment away from your thousands of thoughts that are like going around your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just trying to like step into that heart space more and just cultivate practices to help me to get into that space more, and then I hope. You know, this is all hypothesis, right? Like, I'm just, I'm working off of, like, six years of, like, trying to figure out, like, how to optimize myself, you know? And, you know, the hope is that I just feel healthier, you know, and I feel confident in myself, you know? When I am, like, stepping in to, like, lead, or when I am supporting something, or when I have ideas, or, you know, I think with EIX and everything that we're working on, I think 
the magnitude of the impact is going to get bigger and bigger. And so I think more will be asked of us, you know. And so also we're aging, you know, of just the physical decay that's occurring slowly, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a lot of discipline and practice to just, you know, that mamba mentality you know mm-hmm. but uh, maybe not so like abusive but like yeah. to just be our best and not because we like think we need to be the best but just being the best because we want to show up as our best selves to like do you know for me it's like god's calling so it's like my purpose and um, being able to just be ready always being ready for like when it's time to just show up you know And right now, showing up is what? Are, what are the what are the biggest places you want to show up for in your life right now? I want to say right now, showing up for myself doing the cleanse, getting back to practicing yoga daily, like starting to run, just like showing up for myself. I think the pandemic, I felt, you know, you, you talk about a little bit of like a malaise or like falling into that kind of a rut and I definitely have experienced that. And so I think showing up for myself, um, that's one. I think in my relationships, so in my partnership with Emily, uh, in my relationship with you, with co-founders, with Kyle, um and yeah the relationships to me then extends to like uh, like we have we i will say we because we have a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. with a lot of people and so uh, e-ikes homie made meals solar station this is all predicated on the strength of the relationships Mm -hmm. and so you know for me to not be impatient you know for me to not be extra stressed or triggered when i'm talking to someone or have less attention to give them or make them, you know, unknowingly like making them feel a certain type of way. Cause I'm not tuned in and present, you mm-hmm. know, I think all those things kind of are connected. Yeah. Do you think it's, m- then it, then it, as the work grows, the call of being in a position of leadership becomes less about doing and then more about being if, if, the idea is that the relationships are to be taken care of as as it becomes more bird's eye view or how do you feel about that yeah I, I mean generally speaking i think good leadership is empowering other people right and so in that if you are being relationship based you're I we we are never trying to be like the authoritarians mm-hmm. or just bossing people around, right? It's all, if it, if it truly is all relationship based, then I think it's a mix of doing and being. Mm-hmm. I think the doing turns into, obviously there's like visioning and like bird's eye view kind of strategy mm-hmm. stuff that you got to think about. But I think the doing is like the taking care of the people. So like, you know, even something I want to grow into is like learning everyone's love languages, you know, who's on the team. So that like what I can do is, you know, show appreciation in ways that people actually feel it, mm-hmm. you know, like being the person thinking about that, 
and then what they're doing is like buying a certain type of gift for a certain volunteer, you know, as a thank you or mm-hmm. just those little, like, I think those little things. Um, and then, yeah, I think the being is just like, how do people feel when they're like working with us? You know, mm-hmm. what is the experience like when they're part of EIX or when they're talking to me or you, or do we make them feel loved? And like, do we make them feel inspired and empowered and wanting to build? You know, because this all falls apart if no one wants to build with us. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like the the possibility is infinite right now in terms of ways things can grow and build, and the the concept of yeah the the power of the community and how how many whether that's skills, talent, hearts, spirits the souls of the of the folks that we're in contact with how powerful that is and how collectively that's it can be a very immovable force in the way that it's used is really interesting because it yeah in the way that you're talking it makes me reconsider every single day not reconsider but learn and and adjust and yeah it's uh l- less about and we, we talk about how to make decisions a lot, right? We talk about the balance between like leadership of like kind of just like steering the vision versus how how do we make it as inclusive as possible within the say, within within what people are able to build and have that autonomy and have that ownership. And yeah, I, I really appreciate the way that we're examining that and really like having conversations about that taking the time to think about that because it yeah like less you know constantly crumbles and obvious of this like um not that i was ever heavily invested in that version but you know when we when you think about entrepreneur when you think about successful business successful folk it's like who are the people that they put up right you're like elon musk steve Jobs. like you know one it's you know it's the way that it's always been it's a very it's a very similar um person and so how do we how do we create that new space or 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 even not even creating but like listening to the people that want to create that space that that want a world that looks this way that want that it's it's time for them to have the leadership and it's time for them i think that's been like the biggest the biggest have learning space that I didn't foresee at all that I'm just like, well, just taking that in. And that's why I ask about doing versus being. Cause it's, that's hit me so hard that I'm like, well, I need to just be in the being and just take this in for a minute more and take us some steps back to understand more of how to integrate that. Cause I am, you know, somebody who's, I like to be creative or I, I loved having ideas and, I think I've always just been that way, but I think in the past couple of years that like take a step back, keep taking a step back. It's okay to take a couple more steps back because everybody's solid as fuck in this community. And yeah, I think that it helps to hear that. Like, you know, just see how you're handling the growth and the relationships and homie made, you know, and as things. We have that special thing where it's not all of it is moving at the same 
and different places are moving in different spaces and growing and aligning and they live in different spaces the ecosystems and the um, communities that they live in are vastly different at times yeah yeah the norms that we're used to or like how we relate with each other i think i mean you see it on a country on countrywide level of it's so different you know people have a lot of different definitions of how things should be and um so in our little bubble here like we're trying to define like what is our culture and like how do we see ourselves growing um, and these are big questions and coming from us we just started off as like a group of friends you know from college throwing parties and wanting to do a camp mm -hmm. for kids and seven years later now you know like i think we're very clear that this is a life's work that we've embarked upon you know i think maybe at first it was kind of like this is cool ideas and like this is community and it's fun and it feels good but like i need to be developing my career you know, I need to be figuring out what's what's my secure day job, you know, but I think more and more it feels like, okay, this this can be the livelihood and upon which we build like our lives and so um but to get there in a relationship based way I think is a whole nother ball game than like mm -hmm. the traditional like I'm the Steve Jobs and everyone just adapts to my brilliance. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a different way we're trying to go about it, and I don't know. This is where the doing comes in because I feel like I need to read more. I need to like research more of how other organizations build because, you know, as people who value vulnerability and who want to practice just like unbridled human connection, I think there's a lot of uh, things that people carry with them when it comes to notions around money or communication or feelings or like how to how much how much to be open to someone you know and trust like everyone's operating from such different mm -hmm. experiences with all those concepts and so then the relationships become tough yeah how do you think where do you what do you think about the balance of how one continues to be open and continues to progress and um, allow that formation and that evolution to happen but still stay grounded in a space of like these are the things that I know to be true without being you know an inflexible leader or inflexible person two ears and one mouth <laughs> i think it's the listening man i don't know i think it's it's knowing when to assert what you think is true i think majority of the time though it's like if you're sitting in the seat of leadership or if you're sitting in the seat of um just like loving people i think you you want to provide more space of other people talking and sharing than your own just from the simple fact that I think most people have not been taught how to listen. And so naturally people just respond to things with the intent to say something, you know, naturally people aren't holding space because that's just not a skill that I think we're taught. And so 
knowing that, I think, you know, if you look at just politics or you look at anything really that, that that's debatable, like it's very mind-based and it's, so it's a lot of just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? And maybe, you know, people's minds change from that experience. Um, but, you know, if you're asking my opinion on what I think is a different way to try, I think it's allowing people to have the space to get that stuff off them, you know, whatever they think mm -hmm. is true, but then holding that space for them to examine that themselves and for you to be less asserting what you think to be true, mm -hmm. right? And so then I think when people experience space being held for them, I think one, it's it's different. It's, it's more on the unique side than it is on the common side. And so then I think it, it creates a willingness to want to talk more about things or to want to share space together for longer. And, and you see the, the inverse of that on social media, you know, it's everything's just one way. It's not, it's not listening. It's about just like dropping whatever you want to say in the comments and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to feel good about yeah. yourself or whatever it is, you know, it's very different online than it is this sort of in-person yeah. style that I'm trying to like embrace or like at least try for a while and see yeah. maybe it's wrong you know then then i'll know and pivot yeah. i mean i would say for sure we know that's true at least in the work whether that's at school whether that's in just the healing nature right the the restorative nature the trust building the empowerment that allowing someone to speak to be heard and just in the most basic sense you know which is you say whatever you want. I'm just gonna let you say it. That's powerful. Obviously, I need. I think I need to work on that in per like. Obviously, ongoing personal relationships. Like, <clears throat> it's interesting. Like, you saying that because that's you kind of fall. In, it's funny. Like you fall in this. Earl falls in this. Jen kind of falls in this category. Um, which is like when it when it's like people that are real or it's, I'll make species because Earl's in there, but. People that are like super close to me almost like become almost view them like I view myself. It's weird. And then it becomes, um, yeah, then it becomes this like, because it's so integrated into me and then I'm, I'm realizing and I've been shared, it's been shared with me that it's like you, I begin to treat people the way I treat myself. Mm which is not as kind as the way that I treat people out, you know, that are within the community, people that are external of myself. And that's been a really interesting, interesting space of, yeah, why, why can't I do that? Why does that occur? But that's self-work. I think that's just hearing you say that and like talk about that space and be like, oh, that's, that's a self-work space I need to be in because I'm noticing that and I know that and it's like front and center. And, um, yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting to notice something about yourself and then to like have to sit with that. Yeah. It's hard as fuck. But I mean, what else are we supposed to be doing besides consciously like looking at ourselves and trying yeah. to get better? You know, I think that's, I think that's so awesome that you're experiencing that right now. I know it's, it's tough, but yeah. And to be witnessing, and, and I mean, you, you, you as well have witnessed a lot about my own growth, and so I think just how privileged and how lucky we are to just like 
have people around us who are embarking on that self-work and then to have examples or just to have spaces where we can talk about these things and we actually are building community around the idea of self-work and looking at our shadows and yeah and then trying to show up more whole for the people we love yeah i think that's a yeah that 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 piece of it has always been the the awesomeness of life which is the idea that we're never static you know that it's our it's a choice we make if we're static where just the chapters in the past like if i just think about 20 like graduating high school in the past 20 years of that upcoming 20 years i'm like holy shit like but i feel i don't it's weird because i talk about my age but the concept of like the construct of my reality is i still feel like i'm at the beginning of my life it doesn't feel like oh i'm weathered and i've been all these years you know it's just like i'm still in the I'm just still in the moment of it and I still have so much shit to learn and like I need to fix the sh- I you know I, I need to like work on a shit ton of stuff within me but then that's also like that whoa there's so much to life and there's so much still to go and there's so much to learn that's a really it's really fascinating which is why the the prospect of like doing this for life's work is freaking awesome you know it's like well we're going to do this we're going to develop and we're going to have people's best interests and we're going to work for to repair and restore and to heal that's fucking dope that's like a it's a blessed life yeah Yeah. because embarking on that means we're trying to pour a lot of love in which means not that we're doing it for this reason but naturally like we're receiving love back right think about all the people that take care of us or like who have us in mind or you know even emily when she comes and brings like a juice you know or like some organic fruits it's like when you're living in, in an abundantly loving way, I think that comes back tor- towards you. And so I think we talk about death and stuff and like not having regrets. And yeah, I mean, I feel very much like very like satisfied or I feel very mm-hmm. secure in like the type of life that I've lived where if things were to end, like I feel very, I mean, obviously for the most part, right? There's obviously little things here and there that you would want to have achieved or you know, mm-hmm. itches or s- itches you would have wanted to scratch in your life. But 99%, I feel very much like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Can I learn more and can we do better or achieve more or impact more? Yes. But up until right now, I feel like we've we've been doing the best that we can that we can and i i feel like i've been doing the best that i can and i've loved as hard as i have tried mm-hmm. to love you know and mm-hmm. feels pretty good yeah oh yeah let's see man dude nice it's not haha well do this for me let's see prognosticate prognosticate using your childlike wonder using your courage using your compassion give me a full picture of your best possible in this moment of what eix is doing in five years and what that looks like and what's the effect Oof. 
You know, it's funny, like, I was just reflecting on a couple visions that I had, like, maybe seven years ago, really, like, earlier on when this all started. And I had a vision of, like, us being on a bus to Mexico to do some sort of community service, you know? I'm like, oh, we did that mm-hmm. twice now. Uh, I remember having a vision of, like, just a community center, something, like, around a community center, you know? And I feel like this house has been that. I remember early on when we were doing a lot of the parties, I had a vision of like, oh, we're going to do, we have to, or we're going to do like parties with like a big artist and like hundreds of people, you know, it's like, oh, we've done that, you know. If I think about five years from now, um, it's so interesting because the pandemic has just kind of like really taken me for a loop in terms of like, Oh, well, is it smart to have this sort of overhead cost, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. should we have a community center yeah. or, you know, well, thing are things just more chaotic and unstable and is it more about being lean and flexible and adaptable? And but, you know, as of right now, I'll say like we are, uh, we are in, we are having a community center in multiple places or we have chapters of EIGS in multiple places around the world. Um, I think we have a thriving digital production thing going on where we're creating content and we're empowering people through digital means. And I think we are neck deep in the local politics here in Los Angeles. Um, Not for any other reason than I think if we're doing our job of helping people become more courageous and compassionate and like wonderful, that the natural progression is that you see the suffering around you and that you give a shit about it. So then we, I think, as an entity, and I think Homie Made Meals right now is just showing me like the potential of what happens when people give a shit. Mm-hmm. And I think just that basic people giving a shit, like how that could uh, transcend different industries or problems or, mm-hmm. you know, I think if that just becomes a normalized thing, which I think we will have a huge part in developing sure. that in people. Yeah. Um, I think it just only makes sense that we will be uh, very involved in in the construction of our society, right? Mm-hmm. Like who is creating the realities that we have, to, you know, it's a reality yeah. that traffic is like this or that housing costs like this. It's, it's a constructed reality that, uh, you know, where Lance lives typically with his mom, like, there's not a whole foods or there's not access to the ability to even do this cleanse that we're on, you know, like Mm -hmm. to me that all seems man or human made. So I think the more humans we, as we ourselves do the self work and as we engage more people in that, as well as the community, I think that collective energy will be a motherfucking force to reckon with baby. Yeah, what does it look like? Now I'm going to push you for what does that look like? So what does that exactly look like? Give me specifics of your vision. Mm, give me more specific questions. What, is it, what does EX look like in LA? What does EX look like in the digital space? What does EX look like globally? I mean, globally, I think we... I think we have a really cool 
place in like the hostel space. I think just the nature of people who stay at hostels, I think there's so much rich human connection to be facilitated and to be uncovered in those spaces. And so, um, you know, when we're there in Thailand and Bert for Birdie Bert's wedding, mm -hmm. it's like, we should, why not? Yeah. You know, like, why not? And we've already brought Yikes to Paris. We've already brought it to Tijuana, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that it works there with the kids that we've worked with, you know? And we've had people couch surf from Germany and Spain. And yeah. I think we see that these things are universal. And so um, globally, I think it looks like, yeah, whether it's hostels or whether it's other, you know, partnering with other organizations who are very community centered like us um having conventions i think um like tony robbins style maybe you know maybe obviously i think reimagining that for our own <laughs> our own way yeah, yeah. like not necessarily tony robbins style but um i think nationally it's i think it's chapters so chapters in the form of uh i think community centers that's as far as my vision goes right now in terms of what the brick and mortar could look like I've always had the vision, at least here in LA, of like wanting a you know the front of a of a community center space being like a coffee shop or like a place that's open to the public for people to just like be and like hang out and and then you have the back of the space being uh, utilized for like community programming, for activating community service, for mm -hmm. you know even church services on Sundays. Like there should be that dual aspect of the front and the back, which I think the front then, you know, it could even be like a pop-up thrift shop or something, you know, like I think that plus a cafe plus the back, like what a, an amazing, just like beacon of like energy that mm -hmm. we could create in something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so having those like around the country, I think would be mm -hmm. the move. And then um, digitally, I, you know, I think about like a soul pancake, on youtube plus like um something that's on twitch that's live you know i think there's like an element of making really great human-centered content um mixed with like almost like a tv channel that people can put on and like feel feel the courage compassion and wonder and still be able to practice that you know i think the power of media and like how much fear, let's say, for example, fear, how much fear we're fed, you know, and mm -hmm. if you just turn on the news, you're tuning into fear, right? Sure, some information, but really you're just tuning into something that someone is, sent a group of people or, you know, humans are designing to be a certain way for you to consume it in a specific way, right? And so I think we will have a place in the battle for the airwaves or the 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 tube mm -hmm. that's kind of what i got i like it i agree with it all let's push <laughs> it further man let's go with it even harder what do you think what that. would be harder what would be more what no i think that i think even even the concept of envisioning right in the concept of manifesting i'm like trying to cool on like it needs to be there. Like, obviously I'm pushing you to name specific things. Right. But I think in the nature of creating more space for other people or creating more space for other expertises or perspectives that have knowledge more than we do, 
it is becomes more about just getting it in that direction and empowering the shit out of those people and creating the marketplace of those ideas, the super highway for those ideas to come together and using the relationships that we've built and the the goodwill that we have to like build a platform for that. Um, but yeah, when you talk about chapters, hostels, like spaces, like land, but hubs of these places where people are connecting, they're learning the tools, they're creating the ability to facilitate for themselves and for other people. And then in the, in the media space, in the storytelling space, I feel like there's absolutely a ginormous space for us to be able to talk about just human-centered interactions and showcase that in a way that doesn't, you know, it just, just is like capturing it in the most realist way of what the human condition is and how the human condition in itself is a very beautiful, vulnerable, honest, truthful, accessible, living, breathing, loving thing. Um, and that we can continue to cultivate and create fertile spaces for people to like not be afraid to open that and not be afraid to have to keep that locked. You know, and obviously I think in other countries and other societies, there are probably already better equipped. You know, we, we know that. And so I'm I'm really excited and like envision traversing the world traveling the world and learning from these other cultures and learning from these other people and being embedded with them and like deepening our practice like i think that's our like sifu sensei training is 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 going around the world and then bringing that back and sourcing that but knowing that we're like this full ecosystem of a process that's just taking in feeding taking the best of what everything we learn and like anything that we learn is open access to anybody right i think early on with I still remember when we went to educare to stew so when we first started yeah at the very beginning like this is like a week after in long beach when it was a piece of computer paper it was like okay this is what ex donuts is going from ex and this is what it should look like and we went and they do their nonprofit like after school program they do like rallies and heart-centered workshops for high school students to be vulnerable and they like listen to our mission statement they listen to everything and i remember being like to stew like well this is kind of weird because we're trying to do everything you guys already do you know and like it's pretty similar and he's like well isn't that the point of it all man it's like the point of it is to like we're we're in service and we're serving other people so the point is to help each other out is to build each other up and create better systems to serve people and to be to be of love and of service and so i think ever since they ever since that day it was always like yeah don't that that community over competition vibe has just been make sure that everything we do is open source you know it's decentralized it's you have access to it and so I think that way and in that vision, you know, then it, then EX is just this entity. It's its own. Yeah. I think that's the beautiful thing right now is like, it's it's an entity and it has meanings to people that is just wildly and vastly unique compared to what our experience is and learning to, I love the concept of just like, how do I learn more about honoring that one, which is not even the way that I experience EX but it's fully breathing and living within this person's experience with it. So, I mean, but yeah, but when I, when I think what it is, it's just humanity. So it's not, I don't even think about it. I, maybe in terms of, I'm glad you thought about it. You know, I think about it less in terms of the, t like it's the takeover, but more so like how do we just tap back into that?
and 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 bring it globally digitally and in the work and the service which which is just the work every day because it's going to be for the rest of our lives so what are some um metrics of success in which in which in which forms or fields in all three so digitally let's say nationally and internationally um what would be a metric of success to show you that we are on that path? Let's say a metric yeah. of success in the next one to three years. To have done a workshop in every continent in the world and connected with leaders and people from local communities um, that are creating spaces or creating communities that have like-minded values. I think just, I mean, I, I think we can get that pretty quickly, but uh I think I like that because it sets up if we're doing that intentionally for for the world and in other spaces then we can build we can build from there. Um Yeah, digitally, I'm not as familiar with like what a metric of success, right? Like the x amount of subscribers, but like even there's part of me that's not I don't subscribe as much to those kind of like we like what what mind space that begins to take over when we want to be at this but I understand that there's for sure value, you know. Um, I think in the digital space, I would think about it more. Lucas sent me this quote from the artist way, which is like, um, basically, you just worry about the consistency of the work. And then the creator will worry about the quality. Mm. Whereas, like, I'm sure that comes off first. Like, no, you have to have the quality. But the concept of, like, if you're consistent with it. I, I believe it implies the sense that you're continually growing, you're continually learning, you're continually examining and reflecting and wanting this to touch and to be more relevant and to be more um, accessible to people. So I think I think I would love for us to, to have a consistent um, Twitch stream to be on YouTube. I'd love to I'd love for us to just have like Soul Pancake does, like Jubilee does. I'd love to have 500 videos of those kind of aspects of how we connect with different ways of life through different themes, whether that's from like a small village to people that live in big cities, you know, to like places that are isolated, you know, that have author authoritarian rule and like, what does life look like behind there? Cause, um, yeah, for me, that space, like watching people that share from those spaces, I watch a lot, watch a ton of like, like uh world bloggers and i just i'm like yeah i'm like whoa this is this is like the juice of life right here where you're 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 in places that are ancient you're in places that are in in nature you're in places that are so vastly different from what we live in in los angeles but there's human truth in that space in that time in that culture you know in that very moment regardless of what our man-made constructed societal norms have been that there's a human thing that spans everything interdimensionally you know intergenerationally through thousands of years and so i just want to build on that yeah yeah it's cool i feel like your spiritual quest i've always known this to be true with you is like to go out into the world more and to experience other cultures and ways of living and being because I think that will better inform how you want to live your life or to build e-hikes. And I think that's such a necessary component to what we're doing is getting out of our comfort zone and like mm -hmm. getting out of the bubble that we know. 
I love that because like that's a good one two combo with like where I feel called more is like into like the material conditions of mm-hmm. our home, you know, where we start from and you know feeling more and more like LA is home. Yeah. Therefore, I must be putting in the time to really learn about the conditions of home here. Mhm. And so that as we no doubt we're going to be going out of our comfort zone and gaining a lot of really amazing experience and knowledge. But how does that always apply back to like the improving the conditions of sure the people who can't you know do those things and that combination i think is what's going to lead us into all the things we talked about before yeah and i think all that starts with that self-work and just trying to figure out like it's not about the destination right at the end of the day and so yeah i'm excited yeah that was good, man. Um, there's a lot to think about. This playback will be good. Yeah, these are good little time capsules. Yeah. All right, give a give a finish out by um, giving a give a shout out to your mom. Dad. I want you to give the most heartfelt after thinking about everything that we've talked about. Um, for whatever message it is that you yearn or that you want or that you hope for your mom and dad to hopefully understand or feel about eikes or your vision for your life or what you're trying to do. Mama, pa. Um. I know there's a lot about my life that is unseen or that you don't know um, simply because you live in Korea. I think my hope is that, um, you know, as I have more to show with the work that I've been doing here, that um, you will experience what I've been called to do and um, once that experience happens I hope that you will see yourself in like the creation of all that because I am simply a product of your parenting your love the decisions that you've made the investment that you had in me like your youngest son and so I know the world is changing rapidly a lot and I know things feel dark and gloomy at times and I know they also um, yeah it can feel scary and I'm sure a lot of the time you're wondering of what I'm doing or what kind of person I'm becoming but I hope you know that without you, there's no me. And I 
look forward to the day that you really understand what I'm doing because I hope that that then puts a lot of the fear to rest and that you can be at peace. Um, you know, I know when I was in high school, I promised you like I would buy you houses and <laughs> cars and I know that I was operating under a different set of ideas at that time, but just know that um, I do still feel very responsible and that it's my duty to take care of you when you are aging. And so just know that I'm not out here just like having fun and just like messing around that I am trying to intersect purpose with um, security, with abundance, with basic needs being met, with um, just being also not like just a shitty human being. I hope you see the love and the investment that you've made in me. Um, thanks for making me the younger sibling and um, having Jenny, older sister Jenny, uh, who's guided me a lot all these years. Uh, I know it's been hard being away in Korea for the last 11 years. Um, but, you know, this is where I would say, like, you know, big ups to God. Like, there's so many ways in which this could have gone in many other directions, but here we are. You are both healthy. I'm healthy. Jenny's healthy. We're all good right now. We have everything we need. So, I love you. Look forward to growing old together. And thank you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> nice end podcast here <laughs>